Tandem Nomads, episode 260. Planning is so important and I'm a big planner, but if there's anything I learned, it's that um, with maternity leave and parenting in general, there's so much that's outside of your control. Hello, Nomad Nation. Welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show and entrepreneurship platform where you can find great inspiration and resources to grow a successful portable business and thrive in your global nomadic life. This is your host, Emel Deregi. I'm a business and marketing coach and the founder of Tandem Nomads. So on this podcast, we always talk about entrepreneurship, but as I know many of you, are women and often moms. And one of the things that we have not talked enough, I believe in this podcast is about the challenge. We talked a lot about being a mother, but not necessarily about taking maternity leave. So when you're an employee, depending on which country you live, it's pretty much easy. You know that you have your maternity leave and when you come back and you get back to work, when you're an entrepreneur, it's another deal. And I've been observing so many great moms around me. And one of them is our guest today, Melissa Parks. Melissa is going to share with you her journey. So thank you so much for being here, Melissa. And are you ready for this ride? I'm so excited to talk to you today, Mel. Thanks. Thank you so much, Melissa. And Nomad Nation, this is not her first podcast on Tandem Nomads, by the way. So I will share in the show notes of this episode, her interview about the imposter syndrome. And we'll probably talk about that again, who knows today, but just a few words. Melissa is a former therapist who provides mindset coaching for entrepreneurs struggling with imposter syndrome, overwhelm and procrastination. She helps her clients increase her confidence and productivity and learn to navigate the emotional roller coaster of entrepreneur life so that they can make the impact and the profit they dream of without sacrificing their well-being or relationship in the process. She's also the co-founder of Location Independent Therapist, which is a community, and she's also the author of her upcoming book, Making My Way Home, her story of finding self-acceptance during the 10 years of living abroad. She currently lives in the suburbs of Seattle with her husband, young baby, young son, not baby anymore, and highly anxious dog. So uh, we will talk more about her journey here, um, but actually when Melissa, you've been interviewed on Tandem Nomads the first time. We just realized before hopping in this call, it's been over two years ago. Can you believe yeah. that? <laughs> I can't. No, we talked about that too, right? It's, it's, I think these past two years have, for me, becoming a mom, um, but for everyone, right, with the pandemic, I think it's it has this really weird feeling to it, like a, not a normal two years. Definitely not. And it was interesting because I just noticed like between your first interview and now a lot has changed on top of having a baby. You also made some shifts in your business. So can you, before we get talking about how you went from being single and then in a relationship, building your business in and then shifting it, like what's happening right now in your world before we get into that journey and some of your experience taking a maternity leave as an entrepreneur? Yeah. So it all kind of, I feel like mixes together, but if I, if I focus a little bit more on that, like, how did I get to this shift with my business? Again, it's, it's related because I um, was a therapist originally. That's my training. And when I moved to the U.S., there, it's difficult to be a therapist and travel from country to country. And so I decided that for me, having a portable business, the thing that made the most sense was to make a switch to life coaching. Mm -hmm. And for a while, I continued to work with the expat community. I really love working with expats, having been one myself. But when I started thinking about becoming a mom, um, and especially once I was pregnant, I really started thinking about what work would really light me up and what I feel like I could do to make a big difference in those worlds for my 
my future child, right? And and that's when I I started getting this idea of like, I think I really want to work with entrepreneurs. I think I really want to um, help other people to kind of get out of their own way and make a big impact. Um, so I can kind of create a ripple effect with the with the work I do. Um, so I'm only one person, but you know, trying to think about as one person, what is the the biggest way to make an impact? That is amazing, and it's not completely unrelated with what you were doing before, anyways. Wow. As a therapist, it's just about positioning yourself more exactly. precisely. I would say, right? That's the thing. I worked with plenty of entrepreneurs as a therapist and as a life coach already, so I knew that I this work really lights me up, and I knew that there's so much work that can be done to help them with that, uh, like you. In my bio, right, that emotional, mental roller coaster that that we get on, um, and I knew from personal experience too. Right. Yeah. So when you were on the show, you were not yet a mom, and you had this business as a therapist mainly, and as well as a coach on the side. On top of that, you do this great location independent therapist uh, community with your colleague Sonia Yeager. Sonia Yeager, who's also been on the show, by the way. So. You've been very active and doing a lot of things. So once you knew you were pregnant, what went through your head and how did you take this? How did you start planning what's next for you as a mom and entrepreneur yourself? Yeah. So I have to tell you, Emma, like what I found like in the, my past couple of years of, you know, with it being pregnant and becoming a mom, I think there's a lot of toxic positivity in the world mm -hmm. about like pregnancy, postpartum, being a mom, like it's supposed to be so wonderful. And it is, it is really wonderful. And there's so many wonderful things, but it's a huge life change. And what happened for me was the day I found out I was pregnant, I was like, oh my God, what have I done? <laughs> that was my, I was scared. I was I don't know, like had some like potential regret feelings. Like this was planned. This was planned. Me and my husband wanted this, but even so I was terrified. Um, and so that was my initial reaction. And I really tried to be honest about how I've felt go through this big life transition, because I think becoming a mom is already so hard. And I think it's even harder if people don't talk about what it's really like. Mm. So I'm going to try to be really honest about, I appreciate about it. That. So it was scary. And <laughs> my husband jokes that when he came home from work that day, I reminded him of like the, the little boy in the movie, The Sixth Sense. Like I had the blanket up to my mouth and I'm like, I'm pregnant. Oh my God. And I, I love that you're honest about this. It's true that we romanticize a lot of the pregnancy and it comes with so much waves of, I, not that I know of personally, but for sure for being surrounded with great friends who have been going through that and clients as well. So I do work with a lot of moms who actually work with me before, during and after pregnancy. So that's why I was really interested in having your input. And I always think of you when I think of my clients and like, oh, maybe Melissa should come. And this is how this idea came. Because I've been following your journey through. Uh, and I remember we were in touch and saying, I'm taking my maternity leave. And these are my dates. You were very organized. And I was very, <laughs> I was very impressed. So I'm like, hmm, yeah, I'm going to make sure that when all of this is over, that she comes and tells us how it went so take us through it. the steps <laughs> take us exactly through the okay <laughs> so that was day one <laughs> yeah and so the way I deal with feeling nervous about things is to plan um I think probably a lot of people listening can relate to that too so I started planning right away one of the reasons I was feeling I mean it was a huge life change so just on a personal level I felt very nervous about what was in store but also being a business owner, I felt like, okay, how am I going to do this? Um, how am I going to mm -hmm. figure this out? So I, you know, I felt so excited getting to, when you asked me to be on um, this episode today, because 
I remember looking so hard for like, okay, I, where are all the resources for planning your maternity leave as an entrepreneur? How do you handle pregnancy while running a business? And I couldn't find things. And so it's just really exciting to me to think I, at that point, I never would have thought like, oh, you know, two years from now, maybe I'll be talking about, you this know, is cool. in my shoes. yeah, yeah. So it is, it's, a, it's an exciting moment to be here right now. I actually, there's a, there was a book I read about like the pregnant entrepreneur or something like that. And I remember reading it and thinking like, this doesn't feel helpful. This is not what I need. What was missing? You know, I think what it was, it didn't talk about all the things to take into consideration with your maternity leave. That's really was my question is, and and maybe what it was is that, you know, having lived um, in different parts of the world, having worked with clients in lots of different parts of the world, I knew that, I think it was written by a US author probably. And so I, I knew it was like that kind of in the US, I feel like the standard thing is you take three months and I was like, Mm. I don't think I want to do that. And I don't want to work up until, you know, the the moment I go into labor, um, because that's not what people do all around the world. So, you know, I think there's a lot of things you have to take into consideration when planning your maternity leave. Um, Probably most important being finances, right? Like what sort of options do you have? And I did feel like I had a lot of flexibility. um, And that I will say was a lot because of my husband's job. I didn't have to think about like, can I'm, how am I going to make enough money during those months I take maternity leave to um, to sustain my business and to, to sustain my family? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the biggest question, right? Like, mm-hmm. is, is financially, how much time can I take off? And that's maybe we'll say that's not not the, yeah. maybe the biggest question, question. The yeah. first question, the first question to ask, yeah. right? And I didn't. <laughs> in some ways, it was overwhelming because I didn't have I didn't have that pressure. Like my husband told me, he's like, you know however much time you want to take off. Um, I was like, well, that's kind of a really overwhelming question <laughs> because what's the answer? If you, if the answer is you can take as much time off as you want, like, what do you, what do you yeah. do when, when you've never been a mom, you don't know, you don't even know what it's like. You don't know if you're going to like it. You don't know how much time you'll need to adjust mentally and physically. And so I started seeing, you know, what are, how are other countries doing it? How is the like standard maternity leave in other countries? And well, that's really difficult too, because in the U S again, like three months, I would say is a standard, but some, some people don't even have that if they work for an organization. Mm. And then, uh, and then there are some countries that offer a full year of maternity leave a full year. Well, well, then you start thinking, I'm like, my, my business won't really sustain itself if I step away for a full year. And so so then I started playing around with like some different ideas and I, I somehow stumbled across the idea that I wanted to take five months off. That felt like a, like a nice spot for me to take. I can step away for five months. I had some long-term clients um, who I thought, okay, I think, I think that they can, you know, they'll be okay if I take five months away. And then as I'm talking, I'm realizing too, there's also the question of, do you, do you fully step away from your business too? Mm-hmm. Because I have um, a friend who runs, um, she's an online therapist and she decided that she was actually with her second child have kind of, she already had the experience of one maternity leave and realized she didn't like being away from work. And so what she decided to do was to not take a maternity leave, which to me as a, her child was born around the same time as my son. And I was like, oh my God, no maternity leave. Like that, that option wasn't on my radar, but it worked for her and it worked for her family. And she felt so, um, she gets so much like inspiration from her clients and her work. And yeah. she found a way to, to make it flexible and to work less, but she didn't want to take the maternity leave. I love that you bring this two examples because I think uh, while I really wanted to bring to you this episode, Nomad Nation, it's important to know that especially with motherhood, every mother, every mom or parent 
because this some decisions have to be taken as a pair as a couple are different so whatever we say here doesn't mean that it's going to work 100 percent for you and you need to find the answers that work for you but always believe that the stories of others can inspire us and that this is where i find it interesting that you also share the story of your friend and yours but if we start it for sure i think the first question is wondering when to stop and how long to stop and if we stop working at all. So you came with the answer for yourself of five months. Did you include before and after? What was like, how did you spread that initial decision of five months? Yeah, I actually, as, as we're talking, I'm like, actually, that's not 100% true. I took a month off before, before mm-hmm. I, my expected due date. And then, and then I took five months off after that. So it was a total of six months. So I guess six months is the actual like sweet spot I, I landed on in my mind. But the truth is at that, that I, I told you before we were talking that, you know, you can do the best planning and then so much can happen that you don't expect. And I ended up taking a, a longer maternity leave than that. Yeah. But so that was initially, I, I decided I wanted to take some time off beforehand. And you know what? I don't, I don't know if I would do that again. I don't think I actually needed that as much as it, it but it sounded really nice. Uh, but I work from home. I don't commute. I was quite uncomfortable at the end of my pregnancy. Actually, just thinking about it, I'm like <laughs> moving around in my chair, <laughs> recalling how uncomfortable I was. But I think I would have liked to continue to work with my clients during that time um, and, and give myself I was a bit strict with myself. I was like, okay, this is the day I'm ending and my uh, my office auto reply is on now. And that's what got and- me impressed. I would email you and you would have the dates. Like they were really clear about like four months later. I think I emailed, I emailed you and it was four months later, the end of the, the maternity. Yeah. Like, wow, she's got her plan together. <laughs> I was impressed. You know, I, I, I think that that kind of having those sort that organization and those boundaries like that really helps me to take mm-hmm. my role as a business owner seriously. I think when you are a business owner and maybe even more so when you're a business owner who's who's a parent or maybe when you're a business owner that's female even or I don't know what it is I just have found that so many people don't take my business seriously that mm-hmm. I feel like I have to like take it extra seriously oh, in order for for my mind I guess for my mindset, right? For it mm-hmm. not to my mind in my mind for it to not, not to become a hobby. Yeah, I love what you're saying here. And tell me if I'm wrong, because I'm just trying to come up here with some practical insights about this first part of this conversation. Whether you respect or you stick to those dates, I think it's a good question to start with. To ask yourself, okay, am I going to take a maternity leave? If yes, how long? And what is the time for now that I go with? Knowing that whatever decision you make, and I say it the same with setting goals in business, whether we have a baby or not, goals are meant to be set, to be followed, but also to be monitored and adjusted when needed. And it's the same, I guess, with whatever decision is made about how long the maternity should be. My question, I was curious to know, maybe there's also a difference between a first baby versus another baby? Do you- I think so. <laughs> I, I don't have another baby. I, I'm not at that point yet, but I, I plan to have another baby. And when that happens, um, we can do a follow-up in five yeah, years. Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> because I heard you say, well, I maybe wouldn't have done it for so long, this break, this maternity yeah. leave. What is the reason you think that? Is it that you were bored or what happened that you feel like you could have done it shorter, but at the end you made it longer than planned? So I took that month off beforehand because I was so worried that I was going to be in a position where I, if my son came early, that I was going to have to tell my clients like, sorry, I can't finish up the work we'd planned together. And I think 
you know what I think that was? I think it was imposter syndrome. I think it was, you know, you said it would come up. It, it did. Like, I think it was a feeling of like, I'm not supposed to be human. You know, I'm not supposed to like have unexpected things come up. I need to like, you know, just be like the best business owner I can be and, and coach. And my clients would have totally understood though, right? That's, I mean, yeah. my the, the baby could have come 10 weeks early and I wouldn't have been prepared. But I think I was, this is where I was just like, okay, I need to plan. I need to be organized. And it almost went to an extreme. Oh, so we're going to talk what happened maybe a little bit before, after, especially after to reboot the business. But I wanted to know, so you said you might have done it a bit differently. What would you do, do now differently? Hindsight 2020 always, right? Um, knowing <laughs> yeah. moving forward, what would you have done differently? One thing I would do differently is, you know, I told you, I, I felt like I had this, like a lot of flexibility around, well, I could, I could take as much time as I want. Um, I will say that depends on where your business is based. Um, I know that when I was still living in the Netherlands, there was a kind of a stipend offered when you took maternity leave. So there was, it was, I guess, a maternity leave benefit, even for people who are self-employed. And I remember thinking when we were moving to the U S like, Oh, I don't want to give that up, mm. <laughs> but, um, it, 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 yeah, it didn't end up making sense to stay, but you might find that in the country that your business is based in, you actually can get paid for your maternity leave, even, uh, even being self-employed. Um, so unfortunately I didn't have that option. Um, and so that's why I felt like I had a lot of flexibility, but to get back to your question, I actually next time really want to be able to plan ahead and make sure that my business can sustain my, uh, my income during that whole time. And I think that's because in the past few years, I've done a lot of work also on uh, my own money mindset and financial independence. And I think for my own, I don't know, kind of self-esteem and confidence as a business owner, I really want it's not absolutely necessary for my family to be able to do that. But for me as a business owner, that's really important to me to be able to plan ahead in that way. Mm -hmm. And any ideas how you would do that? Like keep that sustainable? Because that's a very good question. Not everybody has the luxury to stop and and, exactly. and needs to, to bring that revenue. So mm -hmm. what would you do differently if you could, or moving ahead, hopefully yeah. soon, <laughs> um, how yeah. would you manage to do that to keep it sustainable while you're, you're on material leave or not? So, I mean, I think a part of it is in terms of thinking about pricing and, and how much you're, you're charging for your, your offers, you know, thinking about, okay, over the next year, how do I bring in enough revenue uh, in six months instead of 12 months, right? And so that can be, you know, working with like groups instead of trying to work one-on-one -on -one with people and, or possibly increasing rates um, and save, I think more money for saving as well. Those are some of like the things that I know mm -hmm. kind of just, yeah. I haven't really gotten into planning it too much, but but ways yeah. I've seen other other that's entrepreneurs. A, that's a very good point. This is a really point. So I can maybe share what I've been doing some with some clients as well yeah. and with myself, although it was not for a maternity leave, but as many of you know, I've lost my father in the past year before he passed, I needed to take many months off. And what has helped me was to actually I was deciding that six months this year would not work. I would take six months, almost six months off. And what has helped was to keep the content going. So batching for me, that's for me, your content is a bit like your store. If you stop putting content is as if you close the door of the store. So keeping your content consistently out, even if it's a small, for example, my podcasts are usually half an hour to 45 minutes during that time, it was 15 minutes but it was still consistent. And I think that's one thing that can be done. And during that whole year, I launched zero times 
and I still managed to grow my revenue. And I've taught that to my clients as well, and it does work. We'll talk about things that were more difficult maybe as well <laughs> to do. Um, but the other thing was to also change the business model, as you said, in terms of pricing or, for example, I did, I did only clients. I knew that it was going to happen. <laughs> Unfortunately, I knew. But so I had looked at the business model and say, OK, let me build a package where I only work with X number of clients this year. And that's it, so that I don't have to worry about who's going to be the next client while I was off. So I did work with clients. I did spend very little time on content, but basically I barely worked besides those sessions with clients. So, yeah, I think it, there are ways to do that. It just requires planning. A little yeah, bit. exactly. It's the it's planning, right? And I will say. I had a plan, like with what you're saying about create, continuing to create content. I, um, one of the first things I did when I found out I was pregnant was to hire a virtual assistant. Mm -hmm. uh, and my original plan was for her to continue creating content for me. And I didn't. And, and I, I don't think that that was a good decision. I think I decided to do that decision because I wasn't so excited about the direction my business was mm. taking at that point. And I, that's why I will do it differently next time because I feel really much more like aligned and passionate about my business right now. And I think it will be much harder to step away from my business for a few months this next time. Yeah, because it's 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 you're passionate about it and it's working well. So it would be hard to, to leave it behind for sure. And yes, and you're right about getting a virtual assistant. That's also another way to force you to actually step away from the business and hire. Um, I think that's that's a great a great place to start. I want to talk about something that I've noticed that is really tricky, <laughs> which is about the mindset and you're the mindset expert here. Um, I really respect moms who say my kid is my priority right now. I don't care about my business. I'm going to put it on frozen and, or put it on the side until the baby is two years. Sometimes it sometimes goes up to two years, others to six months. So that's a different topic, but it's hard to know what we want actually. And I think that's the real trick. Like it's easy to say, oh, I really, when we're really sure about it, then fine. But when we don't know really, and it's the first baby, especially, how could you guide people to, to figure that out? What do they really want before yeah. we start looking into planning? Because I think to plan, we need to know what we want. You're so right. You're so right. I, I think like kind of subconsciously, I, I didn't know what I wanted and I kind of set up my maternity leave and, and that's why I, I, I set up my maternity leave in a way that would allow me to figure out what I wanted, um, but without realizing that's what I was doing. So if you can do it intentionally, think about giving yourself the flexibility to discover a little bit what you want. Um, because I, I'd seen friends who loved their careers and once they became a parent, like everything changed. Their, their child became their world. They decided to become a stay-at-home mom. And I thought, wow, you know, maybe, maybe that's going to happen to me. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. Um, but looking back, I think I knew enough about myself to know that that wasn't going to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, because e even though I wasn't really fired up about my business, um, I love, like, I love the work I do with clients, with any client, right? To see them making changes in their life and to connect with other adults one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. about really intellectual, emotional, mental topics. Um, even though like, even once my son was born, I was, I was so tired. I don't think I could have like immediately gone back to that client work, but I missed it so much. I, I was kind of itching to, to get back to it. Um, and 
you know, my favorite memories of maternity leave are the times I would walk around the neighborhood with my son listening to podcasts <laughs> just because it like it filled up my kind of my I don't know. It gave me a little bit of intellectual stimulation that I wasn't getting with all the, the newborn stuff. Yeah. Interesting. So, so do you think, is there any exercise to do or something you could mm. recommend to figure out that? Because it's, it's hard to know before it happens. What we, I mean, it's important, first of all, to be flexible, to plan while knowing that things might not go as planned. I think this is the status quo that we should all agree <laughs> on. Right. Especially with kids. Um, but how can we get as close as possible from having a bit of a, an idea of what we want? Yeah. Yeah. I think thinking about what things do you really enjoy about your business? Mm. Um, I think that is really important. I think thinking about your, why, why did you start your business? Why is this important to you? Um, and as much as you can thinking about what, what sort of role model do you want to be for your kids? Mm. Um, maybe the, and, and what do you want to give them? Right. So maybe for some people, I think that's a lot of one-on-one -on -one contact, um, quality time, uh, that all those things are important to me too. But I, I think even before my son was born, I, a part of me knew what I really wanted was to be, um, um, set, set him a model of like an kind of independent working mom as well, a, a woman that, you know, that, so that it's not just dad in the house who's doing that. Right. It's, it's important to me, um, that he also sees that model in his mom as well. So I, again, I think I knew that I knew that, but I just, maybe it was, it was hard to own it. And maybe it's the pressure of like how moms are supposed to be. Maybe it was hard for me to own it. That's interesting because I do, I do hear that a lot. And most of the moms who keep up with their business tell me they do it because they want to be that role model for their child too, on top of their own. It's important to do it for ourselves, I think, first of all, but yeah, doing it knowing that that's important for their values in terms of yeah. the place of a woman, because that's also something I've seen some dads taking paternity leave as entrepreneurs too, which is yeah. fabulous to see. Here's the other thing that I see happening is the moms who would take maternity leave and then, and then sort of struggle to get back yeah. on track and get back to their mojo. They're ex they really miss work, but they, they struggle to find the rhythm. So I don't know if there is anything here that you, did you struggle with that? First of all? Yes, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> so much. So, I mean, and that's one of the things, um, one of the reasons I extended my, so when I came back, yeah, I think my plan was five months afterwards to, to get back to client work. Um, and I was excited to get back to it, but I was exhausted. Um, mm -hmm. And there's a whole story here about my, not my son, not only was a typical newborn, but he has also struggled. We, we recently found out he has a sleep disorder. So we have just had a really long road of, of sleepless nights in my house. But so I, so part kind of for two reasons, I was, I, I felt like I was too tired to come back as like kind of the, the coach that I wanted to be for my clients. And also um, it was the middle of the pandemic and I didn't have the childcare that I needed and, or that I had kind of hoped to have. Um, options were limited and I didn't feel comfortable sending my son to, to a daycare where he would, I don't know, we, we worked so hard to protect him and um, I couldn't imagine sending him to, to daycare. And I did have some family support, but it was limited what they could offer to me. Mm. Yeah. So what have you done to be able to get back on? on, on yeah. A yeah. Sort of 
normal schedule, whatever normal is, by the way, you would tell me what is that schedule for you. But yeah, how did you get back on, on track or back to business, literally? <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, initially when I said, okay, I'm going to extend my leave one more month, I thought, okay, surely in a month I will be getting more sleep. So I didn't, <laughs> I didn't get more sleep, but I think I got more confident in the fact that I could still provide a really good service to my clients, even being sleep deprived. <laughs> and even with the, cause I think it's, that's probably a perfectionist thing. I was like, I need to show up in like hundred percent, but mm. do you really need to? I mean, you could probably show up at 90% and that's good enough too. Yeah. Uh, But I think that's maybe one of those shifts that has to happen when you become a parent to just recognize you can't be the same business owner as you were before. You're going to be juggling different things. Um, but it doesn't mean you're a worse business owner. It doesn't mean you're a worse service provider if that's what you provide. So there was that piece. And then there was also getting creative <laughs> with childcare. So again, I'm, I live close to family now. I'm really lucky in that respect. Um, but I really had to get creative with how I could, because my, um, my mom offered to, to watch my son, but she also watches my sister's children. She's their main childcare provider. And so trying to balance like my schedule, my husband's schedule and my sister and brother-in-law's schedule, my mom's schedule. And so we really did a lot of like piecing together different schedules. Um, and I became the kind of the mom and entrepreneur I never wanted to be, which was that I started like kind of using anytime my son was sleeping to get work done. Hmm. And I didn't want to do that because I don't do my best work. And I had to do that because it was the only way I was going to keep my business running. Hmm. And is it any different now? Did you find a rhythm now? That yes, been, I, yeah. I'm, I'm in such a better rhythm now. <laughs> we <didn't laughs> a couple months ago, it would have been different, but we ended up finding a childcare uh, situation, a full-time childcare situation for my son that's down the street from us and is amazing. And thankfully COVID is kind of calming down in our area. And so I also felt com more comfortable sending him there. Yeah. So I am back to being able to work full time. That's Although cool. the funny thing is I actually work. I track my hours. Um, I use toggle. I don't know if you, if yeah. you're familiar with that tool, I love it. Um, so I've been tracking my hours the whole time. So toggle, I'll put it in the resources. If anybody is interested, toggle is an online app that helps you track your hours. You would just enter when you start something and when you finish, and it tells you how much time you spent per project. And so it's been cool to look at like, okay, actually I was working. I, I was able to piece together hours and work. 30 hours previously. And now I do about that as well. I do about 30 hours a week as well, but I'm so much more productive because it's not the same to work for an hour and be watching the baby monitor <laughs> than to like have, you know, a four hour stretch that you get to, to do all of your stuff all at once. Yeah. So it's, it's really great. So I would say that's probably another thing when planning maternity leave is be thinking about think about it as soon as you can, what's your childcare uh, situation going to look like afterwards. Um, and it's hard being an entrepreneur who is a mother and looking for childcare because well, this is what I found. At least I had a lot of pushback from family because basically mm -hmm. I, I had my family caring for my son. And I said, I don't want your help anymore. I want, because you can't give me what I need. You, I, I need full-time care mm -hmm. to be able to do my work. And so, as you can imagine, like, yeah. like but no, you're going to put it with strangers. I can't believe that. Aww. And so I really felt like I had to advocate for myself. Um, and to also say like, when you own your own business, you have a lot of flexibility. And even with all that flexibility, I want to work full time because that's how I'm going to bring my dreams for my business to life. It's something that a lot of people around me, I, I think, haven't understood. That's so good. That you're talking about something that 
when you talked about advocating for yourself, this is a big piece that I think we could make a whole episode about. <laughs> um, but the, the whole time you were talking, I was not yet finding the right moment to say it, but here it is. For me, it's also about why would it just be the mom who should worry about childcare and stopping the business? And I don't want to step anywhere where you don't want to go, but maybe you can tell me here, how is the conversation going Yeah. in your relationship? Like, is there anything you want to put here um, as a yeah. conversation about that? Because I do think that it shouldn't be all on the mom's shoulders, especially those who want to continue yeah. to work. It shouldn't be at all. And it's been really challenging with me and my husband. I'm happy to talk about it. Um, but it's been hard because when I first got pregnant, I was like, we are going to be like very equal in this. And actually even my husband, uh, he wasn't allowed to come with me to my prenatal appointments because it was during the pandemic. But even so we would go to the appointments together. He would wait in the car. We would talk about it. Like I felt like we were really in this together. And then when my son was born, like everything changed. It, mm -hmm. it, it wasn't, I don't think he, I still don't even think he fully understands it. Um, but it's that mental, emotional labor piece mm -hmm. um, that women get poured on top of them. It's true. I, yeah, it's the childcare. It's the doctor's appointment. It's the, you know, how are we going to like deal with picky eating and what about like discipline? And yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really hard at the same time. Those are things that I feel very, like I have really strong opinions about, like I, um, we, my husband and I went and toured childcare centers together and I didn't like any of the first ones that we saw, uh, and he loved them. <laughs> so it's like, okay. So I, I guess if I continue to feel really passionately about this, I have to keep it on my plate. Mm. So I, it's tricky, right? Because I wouldn't, I don't know. We found a balance that works okay for us in my house but I don't think it, it hasn't been ideal. And I think it again comes down to like kind of parenting styles. And because you also have to find with your partner, what is like, what is your kind of happy medium ground about like parenting styles? And my husband is much more relaxed and flexible. And I'm a little bit more perfectionist and, and I come from a background in mental health. And part of that is also child development. And so I just have some strong opinions there. Yeah. So that on top of the, like the time, management and the fact that it requires time there's also the mental load like you talked about it i will actually put in the show notes of the episode an episode that i did for women's uh day <laughs> on mental load so i'm gonna add that i could speak about it for a long time but i think one of the things that you that i want to take away from what you've done that i think is really important for everyone is to first of all figure out what you need and then communicate what you need. And I think that's the most important. It doesn't always work 100%, but if you're not clear about it, it's hard to know it, to communicate to other people what you need. So you knew that you needed full-time childcare instead of sharing here and there with the rest of the family, and you had to advocate for that. And that's when things started getting better for you. So that solution could be different for each person, but I think the principle behind it is the same, knowing what you need and then asking for it and communicating it. I think that's really important. Yeah. And it, that has been one of the biggest hurdles for me with becoming a mom. I, I thought I was great at self-care before becoming a mom. And I thought I was great. I'd learned that I worked really hard about creating good boundaries and asking for help. And then suddenly when I became a mom, like in a heterosexual relationship, especially if you are nursing your child, like if you're breastfeeding, the mom at the beginning has to be there all the time. Mm -hmm. And so there's just almost this like biological thing that happens where it's like, 
I am connected to this baby at all times. And so anytime I need something for me, I have to ask for it. And I wasn't ready for that level of asking and mm. advocating for myself. And so, wow, it, <laughs> it took a long, it's been a journey to, to ask for all of that. But I feel, I don't know, I feel like I'm more confident now. I feel like I'm much even better at getting my needs met. Um, so it's been a really good learning experience. That's great. Yeah. So one last thing I want to ask you about, and here I want to bring in your professional expertise on top yeah. of your personal experience as a mindset coach for entrepreneurs yeah. is this whole motivation, like mm -hmm. getting like feeling mm -hmm. motivated, because of course, there's the time and the energy. But I think there's also this a little bit of maybe pro procrastination. Uh, you'll tell me if that was something yeah. that I can allow myself to say. But um, <laughs> yeah, how to beat that overwhelm and that lack of maybe motivation to get back yeah. on that routine that we, we cannot get back to it, actually, to create a new routine that that works for you. Yeah. You know, I knew that becoming a mom was going to like kind of throw my world upside down, but you don't really understand how much it will until you're actually in it. So I love what you're saying about like, don't try to just recreate the old thing. Mm. Like you have to create something new that works for you. And I think for me, yeah, it is similar to what I do with my clients. It's getting back to like, what is your vision from what's your five-year vision from now? Like, what do you really want to be doing? What is kind of your dream life and what does that mean for your business? And that doing work like that really helped me to kind of think, okay, if that's where I want to be five years from now, like work backwards, what does that mean for right now? Having clarity on what is that big vision is really important, no matter if we have kids or not, but I guess it's even more important yeah. when there are kids involved, not only for our business, but also for even in terms of parenthood, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that also helps define what kind of parent we want to be as well. Mm -hmm. right? and, and find yeah. that motivation to to keep going. I feel like when I've seen when I've been working with my clients, that was the biggest hurdle was to try to duplicate what they've been doing before. Where I'm like, you need yeah. to find another way because before you didn't have a child and now you do have it. So it's more about yeah. reinventing and finding that solution. I've been asking so many moms their experience with maternity. Nobody gave me the same answer in terms of what they did, but the principles that you're talking about are all, all the same, finding what works for you. And that that's, that's the real hurdle I find. That's the more trial and error time, but you need to be expecting it and willing to go through it, I have the feeling, so that you that time of figuring out can be as short as possible before you can get back on track. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I think that's good, like, um, kind of a good piece of advice at any point in business, right? You just like you try things out, you try to fail fast. Fail but fast. I, like I don't know. <laughs> I am a recovering perfectionist. I don't like failing fast. And so I and I think that part of me came up a lot um, as a mom, like when I kind of first got back into things, I was like, I just want it to be smooth. I don't want to fail. I want to do things fast, but I don't want to fail fast. I love it. And again, like becoming a mom has been so good for my perfectionist side <laughs> because I cannot do things perfectly. I cannot, I, I have to do, you know, I, there's this metaphor I heard that's helped me so much as a mom and as a business owner that I'd love to share. It's um, this idea that when you're, when you're a mom and a business owner, you know, and all the other things you're probably doing, you're juggling a bunch of balls at the same exact time. Right. And the metaphor I heard is that some of them are glass and some of them are plastic. First of all, you're going to drop some balls. There's no way to keep them all in the air but you have to make sure you don't let the glass ones fall. Oh, that's a good one. And therefore you need to know which ones are the glass bowls. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I what love are your that priorities? Yeah. Knowing your priorities. I, I don't remember who told it to me, so I can't uh, give credit, but it's been so useful for me and I've shared it with my clients as well. This is so good. Yeah. So knowing your priorities is really important. It goes back to the, we kind of went through the before, during and, and after with your journey, but it seems to be very much, if I had to summarize a little bit about understanding, you know, what you want, first of all, as much as you can, and then advocating for what you need, making a plan and then expecting that the plan will not go as planned and being flexible. Yes. I think this is really important um, throughout the journey somehow. Is there anything else you'd like to add to finish today's episode around maternity? Uh, is there anything you think we missed here that is really important for you to share with other moms who might need this? Maybe two things I can share. I, I think, you know, I, I told you, I think there's a lot of toxic positivity. And, mm -hmm. and what I mean by that is that people don't actually talk about how hard it can be mm -hmm. um, postpartum. And I, I kept feeling like looking around at my friends and thinking, why isn't it hard for them? Like, this is so hard to take care of a human and to have your life change so much. And so I don't think what I experienced was abnormal. I just, I really felt like people don't talk about it enough. Um, and so reach out for support. Like, I think that's the most, I think reach out for support for your personal life. You know, if that's finding other new moms, um, working with a therapist, working with a coach, um, and then find support for the business side of you as well. And whether that's like a community that you have of other entrepreneurs or working with a coach, um, I know, you know I have a coach that's super helpful for me to get out of my own way. And you, know, you ask that motivation. I think that helps a lot too. Mm -hmm. Actually, I guess that's just one thing. Get support. Get support for yourself as a mom and get your support for yourself as a business owner. You don't need to figure this out on your own. And I think I think that's a very important thing. If we need to highlight it twice, we'll do it. Because I think that motherhood is supposed to be such the, this natural thing that humans do, especially women. But at the end, we used to live in villages where the whole village would raise a kid. And nowadays we live in a world where there's no village. And the mom has to carry everything on her shoulder. And we think that that's the way it should be when it's not true. It should not be this way. And this is why I'm so insisting on this. Get the support you need. This is not something, of course, you can't keep up with your business if you plan to do it on your own, everything. It's not possible. It's, I think, I don't see how it would be possible. No, no. And, and even actually, I would say, even if you're not a mom, get support in your business. I think <laughs> it's so helpful. And yeah. it's helpful to have other business owners you talk with to help you recognize like you're not in this alone, what you're going through isn't strange or abnormal. Yeah, yeah it takes a village, it takes a village to raise a child, it takes a village to, to create a company too. Definitely, for sure. I love that metaphor. And all of us might have talked about our businesses, our own babies too. So <laughs> it's, yeah, it's very different. Yeah. Still. <laughs> no, but, but you know, I'm a, I think that was a, a thing for me too. It's like when my son came, it was like, almost like, but what about my business baby? Like, <laughs> there was maybe like some sibling, sibling rivalry. Oh, this is so interesting. So thank you so much. And tell us like, what is the best way to find you and what's anything yeah. special going on in your business you want to share right now? Yeah. So, um, you can find me at my, my website, um, uh, melissaparks.com. Um, I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, and I'm working with clients one-on-one -on -one at this point. I'm, I have sort of a group offer that's 
in the works, um, but with no real rush, but um, I'm excited about where that might take me because as I you know, it takes a village, you know, helping other entrepreneurs connect with one another to feel less alone um, with the, all their mindset blocks. This is fantastic. So thank you so much, Melissa, for sharing so generously your journey and so openly. I really appreciate it. And I'm very, very much inspired by your journey. It's been so wonderful to follow you and see how you've been blossoming with a baby. Uh, and actually, if we could end this way, I believe that your, your business has blossomed thanks to your baby in a, in a way. I would I have the feeling yeah. that that has forced you to make some big, bold decisions that, and, and pivots to be able to be where you are today. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree, Mel. Yeah, my, my business baby has blossomed. <laughs> my son is doing fantastic too. Um, but I really think I, I feel like I feel like, you know, I show up more as a leader in my life and in my business. Um, as a mom, it's, it's something I didn't expect of motherhood, but I feel like it's really pushed me to be more of a leader. Oh, I love that. I love it. Thank you so much again, Melissa. This was really, really great. And Nomad Nation will share all the resources that we talked about today on the show notes of this episode on tandemnomads.com slash 260. And I have also another episode with a mom who has also shared her journey. So I always find it interesting, but before the maternity, um, how she has planned the business before going on maternity leave, because that can be also helpful. So we'll share it right there. So I hope that if you're having a baby suit, wishing you all the best. <laughs> and, uh, and hopefully this episode gives you some inspiration. If you have any questions and want to reach out, you'll find Melissa's information on the show notes as well. Thanks again, Melissa. Thank you, Amel. It's been so fun to talk. Thank you. My pleasure. Nomad Nation, look forward to hearing from you and stay tuned to turn your challenges into great opportunities.